The Green Bay Packers embarrassed themselves on Sunday against the New York Jets. The offense was a disaster. The defense played two quarters and fell apart in the second quarter. And if this game does not cause the Packers to take a long look in the mirror, to rethink everything about what this team is and what it wants to be, then this season, this season is going to be lost. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. We really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh. Every day. Touchdown. You are locked on Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski. I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to, and a newsletter that is going to give you everything you need to try and make sense of everything that went on on Sunday. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks. Instant deposit match up to $100 when you use the promo code LOCKED ON. You, you can't be complaining about any of the intro today because you don't want to hear about the game. Because the game was embarrassing, the game was pathetic. The game reflected a lack of leadership, a lack of heart, a lack of coaching, of creativity. This was a full-scale pants pooping. Offense, defense, special teams. The special teams was a net negative in a game they blocked a punt because they also had a field goal blocked and they had a punt returned for a touchdown. This is a 27-10 game where the Packers just gave away 10 points. Just gave it away. And maybe you have 10 points in a 17-point game. That means it's a seven-point game in the fourth quarter. And you get the ball back. Aaron Rodgers might be in the game instead of Jordan Love. You might be in a position to actually tie or win this game. But that's not what happened because the offense is lackluster, it doesn't execute, it doesn't have any creativity. All the For all of the, the calls to get Aaron Jones the ball, nine carries, 19 yards, 2.1 yards per carry. For all the calls of open it up down the field, Aaron Rodgers, he completed one pass, one pass down the field and missed, what, four or five other ones? Big Bob Tunyon gets more involved. Alan Lazard makes the play down the field. No one else can do anything else in part because Aaron Rodgers is running for his life. The offensive line was an abomination. We're going to talk. Okay, we're going to talk about Royce Newman. But all of the parts of this team that we thought were going to be the best part of it. Aaron Rodgers, the defensive talent, the run game. We thought the special teams would be improved. All of it. All of it was bad on Sunday. All of it. All of it. This was terrible. 
They looked like the New York Jets. They looked like the New York Jets have looked for the last 10 years, 15 years. They looked poorly coached, undisciplined, sloppy, mental mistakes, physical mistakes. I mean, they ran the same, the Jets ran the same tackle and stunt 50 times in this game, and the Packers couldn't pick it up. They bench Royce Newman to put in Jake Hansen. Jake Hansen gets hurt, and they put Royce Newman back in the game. Like there aren't other guys on the sidelines. Like Yash Nyman wouldn't be a better fit at right tackle, and then you move Ellen Jenkins to guard. How can that be the best answer that you have? It can't be. And they promoted the offensive line coach to OC. This can't happen. This can't happen. Absolutely cannot happen. Unless this team is just so delusional that they convinced themselves this offseason that they were better than they were, that they convinced themselves that they were a championship team and they're not. And guess what? Right now, they're playing like they're not. And if things don't turn around in a big hurry, this team is going to be making Cabo plans in about November. In an, in an NFC that is so freaking wide open, the Bucks lost to Kenny freaking Pickett. The Cowboys are winning games with Cooper Rush, and you can't win games with Aaron Rodgers? I mean, I have been as big a Matt LaFleur guy as you can be. No one has championed him more than I have. And I have been asking people on the show, when is Matt LaFleur going to get the credit that he deserves? Well, it will probably be when Aaron Rodgers is gone because he will never get the credit because Aaron Rodgers will get all of the credit. Do we have to start rethinking where Matt LaFleur is as a head coach? Because Mike LaFleur, his brother, had a handful of specials called in this game. The touchdown to Berrios. The near touchdown from Michael Carter. Those are special calls. Where, where are those? Where are those in this offense? It's like they thought they could just come out and be themselves, that they could just be the 2021 or 2020 Packers, run that same offense with an offensive line that's not playing as well and, and a receiver group that's not as good and a quarterback that's not playing anywhere near as good and they could just go. And there's no adjustment. There's no, there's no get back play. There's no trick play. There's no nothing. There's no nothing. Because this team has no heart. This team has no heart. And these are the games in the Matt LaFleur era that they have lost. They come out lifeless for reasons that, you know, defy description. They should have beat the Giants. They should have gotten off the plane in London and been pissed off for seven straight days. And we heard all week, oh, they had a great week of practice. They had a great week of practice. Are we sure they practice? Are we sure they practice? Because this does not look like a team that practices. They finally finally defended some crossing routes. But on offense, the same stunt. I mean, to the point, and, and this is no shot at Greg Olson or anybody in the booth, but they are calling it out on the broadcast. That's how much they ran the same stunt. That, if, that the broadcast, Greg Olson's trying to think of a million things a play. 
He's not trying. He's not trying to keep track of that stuff. It was so obvious they were just running the same call over and over and over again, and the Packers couldn't handle it. They couldn't handle it on the the punt, which is why the punt got blocked. They ran a big loop. Packers couldn't pass anything off. They don't pass anything off. Not on defense, not on offense. They don't communicate. No one knows where to be. This is a poorly coached football team right now. And it's too good. It's too talented to be like this. It's too talented to look like this. But they do over and over and over again. And I tweeted it at halftime. I said, defensively, the first halves have not been the problem for the Green Bay Packers. It has been the second halves. And guess what? They came out and they peed down their legs in the second half. No intensity, no verve, no juice, no life, no aggression. Where Joe Barry, when your team is down, you have to push the envelope a little bit. You have to take some gambles. You have to take some risks. Blitz some guys. Do something. Right now, the Packers are the, are the pokes with stick meme. Do something. Do something. Look like you care. Because every second half, it doesn't look like they care. And for the last six quarters, it hasn't looked like they've cared. That's a Matt LaFleur problem. That's a Joe Barry problem. That's an Aaron Rodgers problem. That's a Jair Alexander problem. That's a Kenny Clark problem. That's a Randall Cobb problem. Where are the leaders on this football team? It was obvious from the first drive. Which team cared more about that game? The Jets showed up, fired up. The Packers showed up, I don't know, happy to be there. But they, they didn't even look happy to be there. They were, they were like a teenager who, who shows up to school. Like, yeah, I know I have to go. I have to be here, but that's it. They slept walk through most of this game. Who is going to change that? And Matt LaFleur is over on the sidelines. He's MFing the offense and trying to get them fired up. And they go out and they have a nice drive. And what does the defense do? They give up a back-breaking drive on a big play to Corey Davis when the, the Jets had not been able to move the ball all day. They give up back-to-back-to-back scoring drives. And the offense, no answers. No answers. And in a game where your defense only gave up 20, against the Jets. I picked the Packers to score, you may recall, 27. That's how many the Jets scored. The Packers scored 10. The Jets scored as many points in the fourth quarter as the Packers scored all game. They scored more in the third quarter than the Packers scored all game. In a game where Zach Wilson had 110 yards passing. The Packers had a brutal fumble in the first half by A.J. Dillon on a handoff. They can't execute simple plays. They can't execute simple plays. Offensively or defensively. Why? It's stuff that they were screwing up last year. Excuse me. It's stuff they weren't screwing up last year. The Packers were not turning the ball over last year. The, The offensive line had less talent on it last year, played better than they have so far this year. Explain that to me. Explain that to me. They have better personnel on defense this year than they did last year. It's mostly the same guys plus Jair Alexander. And they're so much worse. They're so much worse. They're so much less consistent. Explain that. 
How do you explain that? Who is playing well for the Packers right now? What do they do well right now? What is their identity? Because the answer was run the ball and they just like didn't even try. They didn't even bother. And it's like they, they're being suckered by these teams who are playing man-to-man coverage and single high safety into believing that they can Aaron Rodgers their way out of it. And Aaron Rodgers is, I'm going to be very clear about this. Aaron Rodgers is the single biggest problem with this offense right now. Let me say it again. Aaron Rodgers is the single biggest problem with this offense right now. Missing throws, missing reads, bad body language. This is supposed to be your guy. This is the leader of your football team. It's going to take you to the promised land. Who believes in this guy right now? How do you have faith that he's going to lead your team down and score a touchdown? If you're a fan watching right now, how can you have any faith in that? He, he doesn't look like he's playing with any confidence at all. And we've talked about it on this show a lot. Part of that is he's just got to run the offense. He doesn't feel like it. Fourth and one slot fade on a, on a ball that he misses by a, a good yard and a half. I mean, he has Aaron Jones for a touchdown in the first quarter, misses his spot by three yards. I mean, if, the, if, if this were Jordan Love playing, we would be going, God, not the future of the franchise. And then, of course, he makes four or five throws that just make you go, holy crap. The, the throw to Alan Lazard, unbelievable down the sidelines. He can still make the throws. He's just so much less consistent. And yes, trading Devontae Adams hurts. But it doesn't hurt this much. It doesn't hurt 10 points much. The last six quarters, this team has scored 10 points. The offense should not, by all rights, be this bad. Aaron Rodgers is the biggest problem. Now, if you combine, okay, receiver questions, are they running the wrong routes? Guys running into each other, the protection miscues, the run game. A.J. Dillon has looked like a shell of his former self. I don't know if he got too big or what. But it's, it's stuff that we just weren't seeing last year. So if you're going to make the optimistic case, if you're going to make the optimistic case for this team, it's that the mistakes that they're making are mistakes, for the most part, they didn't make last year. And so if they just stop doing those things, the boneheaded penalties, the fumbles, the protection mishaps, then they can figure this out. Defensively, it looked like they've actually, they actually made some nice adjustments, and they did in coverage. The pass defense was awesome. It was the run defense. They can't fit the run at all. The guys are getting blown up up front. That was a problem last year. They drafted Quay Walker to fix it. And now their answer is to go dime and play, play with three safeties on the field. Big dime. That hasn't worked either. Today's episode brought to you by Nugenics. There is a thing that happens as you get older. And you are not as quick to recover. You need to work out a little bit more. You need to eat a little bit healthier to make sure that Everything is going well in your body. And certainly if you want to maintain any kind of physique and you can help yourself, especially as you get older, do you want more energy to counter the negative physical effects of aging? Nugenics Total T Testosterone Booster with Testafin will help you turn back the clock, re-energizing your workouts, get you better results at the gym and help you look and feel like the man you really want to be. Nugenics Total T is the number one selling testosterone booster at GNC. 
lot of other people feeling like, hey, this is working for me. Nugenics Total Tea contains man-boosting key ingredients like testophen, which has been validated in five clinical studies shown to boost free testosterone levels in men. Now get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea when you text NFL to 231231. Text now and get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help your back Get you back into shape absolutely free. Text NFL to 231-231. Message and data rates may apply. Terms and conditions available at nugenics.com slash terms. And speaking of trying to get healthy, AG1 can help you achieve those goals every single morning by getting good nutrients into your body. No GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anythings. It is adaptogens. It is like a multivitamin with antioxidants, and all kinds of good stuff for your gut and your body all in one scoop. It tastes good, and you can reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop of water every day. That's it. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network to take control of your health and pick up the ultimate nutritional Insurance. Okay. Here is the problem with the offense right now. Everything needs to be perfect. Everything needs to be perfect. Aaron Rodgers needs to be perfect. The blocking needs to be perfect. The receivers need to be perfect. Now, in the run game, that's not quite true because the blocking has not been very good to this point in the season, and they've been a very good run team, except in this game, 20 carries for 60 yards. A.J. Dillon was actually the best runner in the backfield for Green Bay, which doesn't say much because he looks like he's running in cement right now. This goes back to a point that I made in the first block. There's no creativity in this offense right now. And they need to find it fast. Because their margin for error is razor, razor thin. The players, the skill talent, just not good enough. Aaron Rodgers just not playing well enough to erase that margin. And they're not creative enough offensively, which has really never been a Matt LaFleur problem. But they don't have an identity. They won't stick with the run. They've proven that. They want to be a play-action shot team, but they can't get those shots open down the field. And Rodgers, when he's getting those opportunities, is not making accurate throws. It's not, this is not, I'm telling you, this is not consistently a receiver problem. I've watched the All-22 for every single one of these games. There are open receivers on essentially every play. I'm sure we could go here or there and find where Rodgers hits his back foot and everyone's covered. But like, this is not 2015. And that offense was better than this one. 2015, there were plenty of times when you're going, yeah, no one's open. Devontae Adams was hurt that whole season, could not get open. Randall Cobb would have a safety over top. And their their third boundary receiver was like Jared Boykin. And after Jermichael Finley got hurt, they had nothing. Big Bob Tunyon comes up and has a big game. I think down the road, you can go, okay, that's something to build on. But they have not been able to put all of this together. Because the margin for error is so small. And, and, they're not playing well. The offensive line cannot block. 
Aaron Rodgers is not making good decisions. He's not making consistently accurate throws. This is the worst. And Andy Herman had this. Since Andy Herman started charting, started doing his grades, this is the worst start to Aaron Rodgers' career since 2016, since he started doing it. This is as bad as we've seen it. That includes 2018, when they were 6-9-1, and one, and he's playing on a tibial flat plateau fracture. He was not good that year. This is the worst Aaron Rodgers I've ever seen. Now, there's plenty of season left, which is, which is, again, part of the optimist case here. But Aaron Rodgers has not played well. The offensive line is not blocking well. And the receivers are not making the plays that they need to make. Not just Christian Watson dropping a goal ball, not just Romeo Dobbs, you know, not completing a catch on the touchdown. There are times when you got to make plays for your, for your quarterback. Al Nazard had a chance on a 50-50 ball. You're 6'5", 230. I know that there's double coverage, but he was in the best position to make a catch on that ball. Now, he got tugged a little bit and wasn't able to quite get up at the right time, but he misplayed the ball. He misplayed the ball. If he jumps at the right time, he has a chance to go up and high point that football and make a play, and it's a touchdown. But it's all the more reason why you can't play Royce Newman. He can't be out there. And the guy that replaces him can't be Jake Hansen. So this would be a good week, especially with as good as the interior of the commander's defense is with Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen to move Elton Jenkins back to guard. And you get a full week to rep it. David Bakhtiari was able to play this whole game. No rotation. Okay, time for Yash Nyman to be right tackle. And I don't care where you're putting Elton Jenkins, but guard because... Yash is so much better at right tackle than any option they have at guard. And Elton Jenkins at guard is better than Elton Jenkins at right tackle, just from quality of play, not necessarily from value, but quality of play. And once again, he's making mistakes. He's getting beat. He's holding. He's still learning the intricacies of playing tackle as well with Aaron Rodgers and Rodgers wanting to escape the pocket and all that stuff. But this team cannot live like this offensively. The margin is too small. So that's why, and I get it, they want to create some shot plays. You want to introduce some variance. That's a smart thing to do. That's the right way to handle this. Introduce some variance. Try and hit some plays down the field and give yourself a chance. Because you're not going to go 12 plays, 80 yards with any sort of consistency. You need to hit some of these shot plays. But why, why are you not trying more of this downfield stuff with Romeo Dobbs? Where is, where is Romeo Dobbs the vertical threat? That is what he was so good of, good at. At Nevada. Where is that? Where, like, give me a flea flicker. Show me something. Like, in these games that they're winning, you see, like, oh, a little reverse. End around to Christian Watson. Jet sweep. They didn't didn't give the jet once. Now, they did. They tried a little 21. Well, it's a 21. It's a split gun look with Romeo Dobbs as the receiver. They throw the swing to him. Fun wrinkle. They did it one time. One time. How about a Romeo Dobbs double move instead of Juwan Winfrey at the bottom of the screen? Like these, it's just, this is not rocket science. Like the offense was so beautifully designed with Devontae Adams. I have a hard time believing that it was all Devontae Adams because so often, you're scheming up opportunities for these other guys and it was working. 
So I don't believe that this was all just a mirage with Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur and Devontae Adams. That the, the Devontae Adams was the key. I don't believe that. But the margin for error has gotten a lot smaller. And so you can't have Aaron Rodgers play worse than 2018 Aaron Rodgers. You can't have this offensive line be the worst offensive line since Byron Bell was on it. You can't have your running backs fumbling. You just can't have that stuff. And this is a coaching problem. And, and you know, I, I think the, the defense, the questions there are more difficult to answer because what do you do? They made the coverage adjustment. They, they played really well. Jair Alexander shut down Garrett Wilson in this game. Garrett Wilson was a non-factor in this game. He's been arguably the best rookie receiver. One catch on five targets for eight yards. Jair took him out. They, they gave up really one play, one pass play over 20 yards, but it set up a touchdown. And that's not ideal. So their margin for error is smaller because the, the offense's margin for error is smaller. This team right now is not creating anything for itself. It has the talent to do it, but its best players need to be better. Devondre Campbell needs to be better. Darnell Savage needs to be better. Adrian Amos finally had a great game. Didn't matter because the, the front is getting pushed around. Man, sure would be nice to have an interior defensive lineman who could, who could hold at the point of attack or at least create some penetration, get in the backfield and do something to stop an opposing run game. Wouldn't that be nice? Devontae Wyatt can't get on the field. They're having to subvert Quay Walker's role in this team because he can't fit the run. Did you, did you hear his name called once in this game? Except when he was wildly out of position and could not get back into position on a, a Brees Hall run? It's not good. Right now, this team is not good. And this was supposed to be the easier stretch of the schedule. Now, the Giants, it turns out, are, are just like a good team. They're a good team. They beat the Ravens today. They beat the Packers last week. They're legit. And that makes losing last week even more frustrating because you should have won that game. Where are the answers? Where do they turn to? Well, this, the, the baseline is just, hey, hey, maybe just execute. Just execute. That would go a long way. And then you have to introduce some more variance. You have to. Whether that's blitzing, whether that's more games up front, whether that's more, deep, I know that's going to sound crazy, more deep passes. How about under center, straight drop, transition goes. Where are those? Not just slot fades. Let Romeo Dobbs run some transition goes. Three-step go routes. Just push the ball. If they're going to play single high, just push the ball. Spread them out and push the ball. But the Packers have no answers right now. Have absolutely no answers right now. All right, today's episode brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is a great way, the best way, I would say, to play daily fantasy. It's really easy because you don't have to play against anyone else. You're not playing against me. You're playing against the computer. They put out a projection. Let's say passing yards, Aaron Rodgers. Certainly, well, I didn't check it before the game, but 246 probably went under. Probably did not meet that. You put a couple of those together. You put a couple of those together. And you can get up to 10 times your money on an entry. No competing against other people. Just you versus the projection. And they do more than just football, basketball, baseball, hockey, 
golf, college football, college basketball. Entries can be made in as little as 60 seconds. It's that easy. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can get a 100% instant deposit match of up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. If you deposit 50, PrizePix will give you 50. See? Easy. Don't forget to use the promo code locked on to sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. And thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen every day. Now go make your second listen, Peacock and Williamson, former NFL scout Matt Williamson and our pal Brian Peacock from Locked On 49ers give you the latest expert analysis in less than 30 minutes around the NFL free and available wherever you get podcasts Packers are three and three and they look like a three and three team they probably feel fortunate to beat the Bucs but the Bucs don't look like a very good team either and what's crazy about all of this is they're still right in the mix in the NFC because again the Bucs lost the 49ers lost to Atlanta 28 to 14 One of Philly or Dallas, probably Dallas with Cooper Rush, is going to lose tonight. So Green Bay is still going to be very much in the mix. Minnesota beat Miami with a third-string quarterback. Congratulations. Now, I I hate to be sarcastic about it because the Packers barely beat the Patriots with Bailey Zappi. But the Patriots with Bailey Zappi also just hung 38 points on the the Browns, 38 to 15. So it's just... The, the sky is not falling, but we should at least be kind of maybe covering our heads, trying to see what's going on, being like, oh, I don't know. Like, this, the, the sky's not falling yet. But to, to paraphrase Jair Alexander from last week, you cannot feel good about this commander's game. Packers were six-point favorites as of before the game. I don't know that they're going to be six-point favorites against the commanders um, who are going to have a long week. This is another one of those rest things. Packers go to London. Come home, have to play a game. The Jets did not have to go to London last week. And now, after a loss, the Packers have to go play the Commanders who had the mini buy. That rest advantage could be meaningful. So again, sky's not quite falling, but you at least have to be looking up going, I don't know, so it looks like the sky might fall. I don't know, this is not, it's not ideal. You lose, you lose three in a row to the Jets, the Giants, and the Commanders. Your season is all but over. If they come out with no urgency, we're going to start having the discussions and we're, I'm telling you right now, we will do it on this show. But other shows are going to start doing it this week. I'm, I'm willing to wait a little bit about the Packers should have traded Aaron Rodgers in the offseason. They should have gotten the picks. This was not a championship caliber team. They tricked themselves into thinking it was and they missed out on the best opportunity to get something for Aaron Rodgers because if this season is a lost season, don't you think Aaron Rodgers just walks away? I'm done. I'm good. And then they get nothing. And then they have to move on. And it's Jordan Love. And they don't get the assets for him. Now they might get, you know, a high pick if they go 6-11. and 11. I don't think that's going to happen. I'm just saying we're in that, we're in that place where we have to start talking about did the window close on them? Did they miss that chance? And what happens if it turns into a lost season? Then what? Again, we're not there yet. I think there's still plenty of, of reason to just say, Weird stuff has been happening. Stuff, good players we know are good are playing bad and they'll play better. But at a certain point, you are what your record says you are. I don't don't believe that's always true. But in this case, Packers have played like a 500 team. And if they don't start playing like a better team, they will not be a better team and they will not have a better record. And then that leads to some difficult questions about the future of guys like Darnell Savage, Alan Lazard, Aaron Rodgers, 
Aaron Jones. The list could go on. A lot to figure out in a very short amount of time for the Packers who have to play the Commanders who are coming off a mini-buy. This team needs to get it right, and they need to get it right in a freaking hurry. All right, we'll be back tomorrow, Expert Tuesday. Zayu doing Wednesday, crossover Thursday with the Commanders, and of course, our live show on Friday. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to come hang out with us on a live show, you can do that on our YouTube page. Subscribe to Locked on Packers on YouTube to stay Locked on Packers.